0: This is the Team Lotus Cares podcast. We connect with business owners and managers to protect your business from cyber attackers while providing business clarity empowered by technology. You can make technology for your business productive, secure, and simple. Now, here is Maria and Curtis.
1: Maria, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How are you?
0: Good, Ray. We are in episode two of Team Lotus Cares podcast. How about that? I know. It's amazing. Already into the second episode. If you've uh, enjoyed the first one, appreciate it. And, of course, you can always hit us up on iTunes and give us a positive rating. We appreciate that uh, for both the first and second episode. Uh, a Five star. Even if you think it was three, give it five. Just be <laughs> generous with us. <laughs> well, we are in Florida. We're based here in Florida, of course, in Orlando, Florida. And we are, of course, in the hotbed of hurricane activity, and we are in the most active part of the season. It runs from June 1st through October, but really September 10th is the pinnacle of hurricane season here in Florida. And uh, I know I, you know, both of us, we've been in Florida 30 years. We've definitely experienced our share of hurricanes.
1: Oh, yeah. That, um, that right now there's sunny, and two seconds later it's uh, windy and rainy. Um, our fantastic hurricane season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we can, uh, the, you know, we can get a... Tr- depressions, we don't even pay attention to. Storms, we start to, you know, think about. but then when we get into category two and three hurricanes, we get we get a little nervous. Yeah. We, we start prepping.
1: Well, you know, and, and that's the thing is, it's like, you know, everyone says, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then there's little things that until you actually experience what that preparedness is supposed to look like, um, you you don't really know. So how do you prepare for that and what resources do you have to make sure that that happens properly?
0: And there are a lot of folks here in Florida that remember 2004 when we had three hurricanes in six weeks. <clears throat> and, uh, and then there are the old timers that remember Hurricane Andrew and the Wilma uh, that really were very destructive to South Florida. So so but the problem is we have a lot of new people in Florida. They they've never experienced a hurricane. And you know, now with social media, we actually get exposed to some of these folks uh that even if there's a storm anywhere near Florida, they start freaking out and asking, "What do I do? What do I do?" Um, you know, for us old timers, we're, you know, a little bit more ingrained in what we do need to do, but we always have to remember there are new people in Florida every single day who have never experienced a hurricane and only know what they've seen on the news, which is really, really bad.
1: Yeah, you know, in in the thing too is when you think about like um, your day-to-day and your family, you know, you think everybody your water, your batteries and so forth, but when you are an a organization, a business that you're supporting other, um, say, um, you know, your clients and, you know, that base and you think, well, you know, I'm good to go and we're going to close the doors and we have our backup and our hard drive and so forth. And, um, and then you realize what the communication, um, taking care of your employees, um, also the um, resources that you have to support your organization and make sure the distribution continues um, or just processing data. Um, whatever, yet that you know is you know that security aspect and whatever is important to your business, um, and those are the kind of the bullet points. You know, do you have those checked off?
0: Yeah, those are the three big things: data backup and protection, business continuity. I'll, I'll lump mm-hmm. that in there with this as well. We'll talk about that. Um, and you're right; people are critically important. you are really surprised how many companies. Forget that they need to prep their personnel and get them ready for what the scenario is going to look like when a storm comes in. We'll talk about that. And then also communication. You're right. You you know, for most of the folks that are outside of Florida, so if you serve a client base that's across the United States, uh, a hurricane in Florida is literally a 30 second blip on their local news. Yeah. If that, 20 to 30 seconds. so, they may not, there's two scenarios. They may not realize that you're involved in dealing with a storm, or they may think you've been wiped off the face of the earth. Those are the two extremes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, um, until you actually go through that, you know, and you're watching the news and you see that same piece of news um, being reiterated over and over. And it's because sometimes it can be serious, you know. Um, and depending on, you know, you may be lucky you were in the part of the city or the state that, You'll be okay, and nothing really happens. We, you know, besides a lot of wind and and rain, um, and then there's some other areas that are a little bit more affected, you know. So,
0: absolutely, and that's that's where the key of communication comes in. But we'll start with backup and business continuity, and so any place that we have an opportunity, we always try to install a system that backs up any critical data anywhere from 15 minutes to once a day, depending on how much the data changes, how critical it is to the operation of the business. That's where we have to consult with the business owners and operators, managers, operators, and find out what is important to you and how quickly do you need this information. So that's step one, and then we back up that information locally. And then the other thing that we do at least once a day is we send that data offsite outside of Florida, even outside the Southeast. It's most of the time either sent out West or to the Northeastern United States. And one of the unique things we have the ability to do with this system that we install is being able to spin up your data or make it available to you via remote desktop or VPN. um, Even if your uh, office isn't operational, if you don't have internet or you don't have electric, which we know can go out for weeks here in Florida, or your building may be, you know, have some sort of, God forbid, structural damage or flooding.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of people say, do I really need all that? You know, I have my, my hard drive, um, and so-and-so Make sure that it gets backed up, and, and you know, um, and, and that's it. But what if you're not able to get to your location? You know, these, um, these strategic um demographics that we have the geographical locations of where our systems are in place are you know other parts of the nation where they're not affected by these type of um natural disasters um and then there's um there's a backup to the backup um you know because god forbid that you have to worry about the you know the joe you know do the backup that he make sure everything's okay is the clean backup um so when I have to retrieve it, am I retrieving, you know, viable data? Do you know that? How do you know that? You know, so for for um, professionals that are, you know, dealing with this on day to day, you know, there is there is that um, A, B, C plan where we make sure that that is a clean backup. So um, you're able to retrieve that as quickly as possible. There's no longer that long, long haul of waiting for everything to be restored. Um, this can be done within minutes, couple hours, depending on what the structure of your organization is um so the whole idea is is that you don't have you're not losing sleep over it you know you know that that somebody is got that going in and say let's say worst case scenario, even that goes wrong. you know, do you understand that that's being? taking care for you that there is a backup to that backup and there is a backup to that backup and it is um, checked on a regular basis um, to make sure it's a clean backup and that it's not um, creating another um, scenario you know another problem
0: you mentioned earlier about uh, taking uh, hard drives offsite to kind of expand on that a little bit what we used to do back in the day is that we would have two or three hard drives and we would, uh, USB hard drives, we would back them up off of the server, and then it was somebody's job to swap those every day and then take them home with them. Now, of course, you can imagine the scenarios that develop. Employees change. People forget that, oh, Joe that left three months ago was the guy swapping the backup. Um, No one ever checks the backup to see if it is, you know, Did we have a good backup? Is the data even usable on the backup? When's the last time it's backed up? We've walked into companies and seen backups that haven't been updated in more than a year. Uh, So they had no backup of their data in more than a year. And we've actually flipped the script on that. So all of our systems now that, that we install and recommend are automated, but still have a human element. So once a week, we do have a human that lays eyes on them, make sure that they can verify the data, and that the backups are operating as they're supposed to, they kind of have a little checklist they run through once a week that uh I think it's every Tuesday or wednesday and then but again, most of the work is done by uh, artificial intelligence uh in checking the backups every day and in confirming that those backups have been done and verified but again, still a human involved we we have never successfully removed the human entirely. Right. And those in those weekly checks, we still frequently catch little issues before they become big big problems
1: yeah and and it just adds an, another um level of um of that security that you have that trusted advisor that has actually vetted you know that resource um after so many years of experience you know um and an engineer and techs that are properly trained in that specific area. Um, And then supported by other engineers and techs as well. So, you know, you have like two, three, four layers of expertise um, that is, you know, it's supporting just that fact, you know, um, and how that works, you know, it's like you said, the artificial intelligence, there's engineers attached to that in addition to art within our internal organization. um, And, and just, you know organizations that are that are
0: vetted um that we trust. Absolutely yeah, it comes down to those organizations and how they store the data. And then also even our own people have to be certified uh before they are allowed to do anything related to businesses and their uh, bad data backup. So, we're very very critical about that that they have to they have to be certified in the systems that we support. Before they're allowed to uh, check on them or do any work on them, so
1: yeah, and so that, that kind so of so the other yeah go ahead
0: I'm sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> um, I, I was gonna go ahead. Um, it just kind of brings us to that you know that same that planning behind you know that process of making sure that your backup is 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 secure. Um, but we want to mirror that same training and consultation over to our our clients and people that trust us. You know, um, what is their personnel planning? What does that look like?
0: And that's something that I had an opportunity. So I served and worked with our, uh with a, an, a county here in Florida, their emergency operations uh, back actually in 04. I had an opportunity to work through those three hurricanes and some other tornadoes and different events that happened in the late 90s and early 2000s, spent a number of years with them. And had an opportunity to learn a lot of things. And one of the big things that they did was personnel planning. This was probably one of the, uh, you know, facilities were important, uh, resources were important, but personnel was huge. So one of the things that they did that surprised me is if a person was working in the Emergency Operations Center during an emergency, they provided shelter for that worker's family. Now, it wasn't fancy, it was essentially a dorm room. you know, this is a kind of a last resort kind of deal. This is major hurricane stuff we're talking about. But they would put a roof over their head and feed them so that that, so that that personnel could focus on doing their job and not have their family in the back of their mind thinking, what is my wife dealing with? Or what is my husband and my kids dealing with who are left at home dealing with this emergency? It's a big undertaking for a business, but something you may want to consider is in communicating with your your personnel and your key personnel. They're going to be part of your process of moving forward through a disaster. How is the family going to be utilized or or almost taken care of throughout this process?
1: Yeah, these are all the details that kind of surprise you, and um, you know that everybody's got their families and, and that's kind of becomes the forefront of that. So the planning really is instrumental in, you know, does your personal know who to contact and what that looks like and making sure that their supervisor is aware of their status. Um, and that done well kind of makes them um, things a lot less stressful and that kind of, it makes it a lot less stressful. Um, and it makes it for a more productive um, process for, um, for the employees um, and the people that they serve and their families as well.
0: We had a client in South Florida during Hurricane Irma that uh, totally just evacuated the state entirely, Uh, rented uh, a hotel ballroom in Georgia and essentially moved their offices there because they supported clients around the clock across the country and um, they actually had a good plan in place. Who was going to go? What was going to be provided for them? And and everybody knew the steps that they were going to need to take care of to to accomplish it. it. Actually went off pretty well. They they were able to do a good job with it, and and be able to move their the core of their operations to another state um, in the middle of everybody else evacuating, which was pretty astonished if anybody remembers in 2017 hurricane irma because of the way it started in the keys and worked its way up through the state it was probably the largest evacuation that ever took place in the state of florida so for them to pull that off took a lot of planning they did a good job but again it was pre-planning that they had discussed ahead of time with their personnel
1: yeah and that is um that that was actually like a big eye opener, right? Um, when it's, it's so many disruptions. Um, you know, I are we getting our communications? You know, and when our family members and our clients are calling us, you know, um, or even you know, if the phone's not working, then how do we communicate? You know, do you have emails that are bringing forward your voicemails and your faxes and, um, you know, texting? Um, so that way things can be read if you're not able to verbally. Um, communicate or vice versa for that matter. You know, do you have that system in place um, to make sure that um, your boss knows that you're okay and or you're able to um, to communicate that I have a family emergency that I have to take care of, um, but you know, the data's here, the data's there um, and that's just what it looks like. So someone else can pick up and take that ball rolling. Um, so it, do you have that solution to make sure that that's you know in effect, um. So you, once again, you don't have to worry about
0: it. Yeah, the communications is key. Now, what, you know, again, we reference Hurricane Irma, which was the last large uh, or intense storm that that hit Central Florida and South Florida as well. Um, we were at the tail end of companies still hosting their home their home own telephone and email. Now, I know there are companies still doing it, but as far as our client base, everyone has moved to the cloud, uh, as far as I can remember, uh, with both telephone and email. And the great thing is, we spent, uh, so Irma came through on a Sunday, we spent Monday morning scrambling and getting what companies did not have offsite email, getting their email uh, rerouted to emergency servers uh, so that they could continue to communicate with clients. And then... You know, as far as telephone, some places were just offline. They had in-house telephone systems, old type of on-premise telephone systems and uh, or, or uh, PBXs, and they just didn't function. They didn't either have electricity or they did not have telephone connectivity and there was no option for rerouting those calls. or not an easy option. But um, VoIP um, in the cloud has dramatically changed that. Um, I know the VoIP that that, that we provide, um, we don't even have any equipment in the state of Florida. Everything is located in uh, the Northeast or mid-Atlantic area or uh, out West in Arizona, um, just to keep it away from the hurricanes and keep it up uh, if there is a disaster. So it's it's important to look at these new options. Some some people see them as a cost-saving. Some people see them as a operational advantage, but a third element of that is commu- emergency communications. Like you say, you know, people outside of Florida don't know that you're suffering a hurricane. And, and even if they do, they wanna know that you can answer the phone, someone can answer the phone and help them.
1: Right, right, and you know, and that brings us also to like your internet provider that supports that system. You know, is that a is setup that is, um that it's the right solution and the right fit um and let's say that it is and most of the time it is um was it set up properly do you have you know another failover in case of something like that happens has that been sized properly um you know if if someone does have to stay um close by and then you have remote workers you know which covid hurricane um it, any type of emergency um has that been set up properly? So that assessment, you know, that making sure that not only do you have the right voice over IP, your VoIP um, communication, your email communication, your remote access communication, um, but you also, your internet provider has, you know, if something happens, just recently, we had a a perfect scenario where um, the construction was um, being done, which a lot of that's happening in Central Florida um, and in many parts of our state, and the the um, over internet provider uh, cables were cut. Um, so they were down, you know, is there, you know, something that is going to give them a viable connectivity to make sure that everything continues rather than everything stops and you have employees that are not working um, or not able to finish their, their functions, you know? Um, so those are, you know, things to be looked at as well. Has that been uh, mapped out properly?
0: You know, one of the things we learned during Hurricane Irma, so we, you know, one the the conventional thinking was that you could have a an internet failover to cellular. It wouldn't be great, but it would be doable. It would work, and so that was something that that we anticipated that you know it would you know most companies could get by with that. The problem was AT and T, Verizon, T-Mobile, all the big carriers decided, hey, we're gonna give away free data or we're gonna eliminate data caps during the storm and the recovery afterwards. And so what happened was the network became saturated and essentially cellular communications were worthless for most companies and even most personnel, most people, most consumers uh because the because of the the amount of people that had lost home internet access were now relying on the sailor network and they didn't have data caps so they was kind of a free for all it was a, a harsh lesson that we couldn't depend on a sailor fell over uh during a, a hurricane of course uh, coax from you know companies such as Ch- spectrum uh, would just would was down sometimes days if not weeks While they uh, put the, you know, get the wiring restrung on the poles, so that was a harsh lesson, (laughs) that's for sure, for a lot of folks.
1: Yeah, things that you don't think about.
0: Yeah, not until you're in in the game, (laughs) per se, and that's where, you know, fortunately having 20 years of plus experience in this environment and having dealt with these storms you know we joke around that you know we don't even pay attention to a uh, tropical depression a tropical storm barely gets our attention uh but I, a lot of that comes from experience and and knowing what co- what's going to be affected and how it's going to be affected depending on the type of storm that uh, that we may have to deal with yeah
1: yeah just uh mother nature yeah <laughs> mother
0: nature so friends hang on through this hurricane season um this week we are giving away our um, uh, tips for cybersecurity tips weekly cyber. That is to take. It took a while. So weekly cybersecurity tips. We'll have a link in the show notes description where you can get signed up. So these are free cybersecurity tips. We don't sell anything. All we do is give you quick little snippets of tips on things you can do to protect yourself when it comes to cybersecurity. So uh, that Maria sends that email. I think you send it out on Wednesdays, correct?
1: Yep, Wednesday mornings, look
0: for that. Great, so get signed up for that free of charge, no obligation. We have hundreds and hundreds of people that get those every Wednesday morning. I get it every Wednesday morning because you know a lot of times folks will ask, hey, I saw your tip on, or I saw Maria's tip on, and uh, that way I can uh, at least understand what they're talking about. Uh, Before they uh, bring up questions related to it, but we do get questions. Folks do want to discuss, and they'll even respond with questions as well. I understand.
1: Oh yeah, Um, you know it's like you know it's so funny that you sent this email, but this is exactly what happened to me, and I was about to ask you, and so you know things like that. um, I I kind of warms my heart because I know that we're able to help just with you know simple tips of you know things that happen day to day. Um, you know, maybe uh, network wireless or, you know, it's like, I I saw this funny looking email or link. um, And, you know, sometimes things just stay unsaid and that's okay, that's that's why the information's out there.
0: Very good. Well, friends, thanks for uh, joining us today. We hope that we've uh, been helpful in understanding what we need to think about when it comes to hurricanes here in Florida, but natural disasters in general. As far as data backup, personnel, and communications. So join us next week. We'll uh, have another podcast for you with Team Lotus Cares. Thank you, Maria.
1: Thank you, Curtis. You guys have Have a great great week. Bye.
0: Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Team Lotus Cares podcast. This is a free service of Lotus Management Services, business clarity empowered by technology. Visit us on the web at lotusbusinesstech.com. The Team Lotus Cares podcast has been mixed and directed by Marcus Escott.